Fanboyplanet.com and welcome to the Fanboy Planet podcast. Uh, producing from the Brett Cave is, of course, the fabulous Rick Brett Snyder. And uh, yes, we are here once again. You're deep into season two or season 12. You can write in and tell us what season <laughs> you think this is. But we did feel that 2022 was the time to really kind of refresh and, and uh, give something new. So Hope you enjoyed last week, uh, last week's episode in which we talked to David Avalone about Kolchak, the Night Stalker. I I don't know, Rick, uh, if I, I suspect you'd seen it all, but I, I I actually finally, thanks to the links that you put on Fanboy Planet to the YouTube uh, of of Night Stalker, I have finally seen the Night Stalker, and I was very oh, yeah. very happy. So Good. see. You know, feedback, all this kind of thing, this really helps us help you. So if you are listening and you'd like to join in the conversation in some way, shape, or form, you can uh, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You can, of course, follow us on our Facebook page, Fanboy Planet. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, Fanboy Planet. And sometimes there's a mix mix of different things there. Uh, there are pictures and comments that go out on Twitter and Instagram that, that don't necessarily show up on the site or on the Facebook page. So, you know, it's all this interesting uh, circle of I don't know. I'm still I, – I will go to my grave still trying to figure out all these social media. Again, I think I mentioned last week somebody said I should start a TikTok. And I'm like, no. I <laughs> – don't know no but anyway because by the time i figured out there'll be something new and and then it's over you know so anyway uh so there's that and of course and if, i do believe that to, on tonight's episode we will be talking about different things that you might want to read for yourself or uh, get for your very own and uh if you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store uh we do encourage you to of course check through amazon we are an amazon affiliate and links that we put on the page and uh, throughout the site uh may generate revenue for us I, I say may because i can't figure out amazon's rules either but sometimes i it, there are bounties and sometimes there are not. So we appreciate it. But again, I think your local small business appreciates it even more. So I do want to make sure that you are supporting your local comic shop if you can. Because you're here. We're talking comics. It's inescapable. Yeah. So uh, let, let's get to it. Last night in the middle of uh, – was it halftime of a wild card game? Yes. Uh, of football, NFL, this much I understand. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I'm not saying that to be disinge- you know, to be like, oh, it's sports ball. It, no, I understand football. I, I just, like, I, I don't watch it. You weren't it. watching the game. Right. Right. And, 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 of course, then saw Twitter blow up. Oh, the Moon Knight trailer uh, dropped. So, yes, you know, this is the uh, ABC. Let's see. No, no. Let me, let me track this right. Disney, the parent company of all of this, owns ESPN, and ESPN, right, is where the wild card game was playing. Is that correct? One of the wild card games, yes. Yes, well, well, the one that they dropped the trailer on. Yes. Because, of course, then that's the synergy with Disney owns Disney+, Plus. they can show the trailer on ESPN, which, by the way, they're trying to bundle. Um, I have thought about this. Like, will I buy that Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, ESPN Plus bundle? Is it less expensive than if I were to just buy, just combine my Disney and and Hulu subscriptions? Because I can't think of a single reason why I would I would you know get the ESPN subscription. But there it is. I think it's it's more complicated than that because I get I already have Hulu through Spotify. 
Oh, so it, it, well, that's you. All right, yeah. yeah. And I have a great deal on on Disney Plus from D twenty three, but yeah. I think it expires next year. So you know, I'll I'll have to go back to paying whatever they they do there. But that's really not the the focus tonight. Uh, instead, you know, although I, again, we'll say that with all this synergy, it finally proves that if everybody's watching an NFL game, which is probably more watched by people that certainly read comics, that uh, if any of you are still doubting that Marvel is woven into the fabric of American life, definitely, it's it's now this. You know, once the NFL is merged with Marvel, it's over. Well, so, did you did you see the NBA game where they themed everything in Marvel Comics? Well, first of all, I take issue with your with your with your question. Did you see the NBA game? Really? <laughs> You're asking me? No. No, I didn't. Well, I thought you might have tuned it in if you had heard about it, but it no, was amazing. I, I did know right. about it. Yeah, yeah, that everybody, yeah. everybody was themed. I mean, yeah, yeah. This is it's all about the synergy, baby, and all about making sure that, that Marvel's in your in your mind. And in meantime, uh, in a, a, a you know competitive uh, pickleball broadcast, DC <laughs> is putting ambush bug on. I don't know. <laughs> Warner Brothers doesn't know what the heck it's going to do. I think that you know they're they're doing like sport fishing. Broadcast. I think it was high school pickleball. Yeah, I, I think with with sport fishing broadcasters like you know Aquaman on somebody's vest, I don't I don't know, <laughs> uh, but but it, this drops and it it does bring up that of course March thirtieth Moon Knight is coming and I saw one uh, Comics Pro tweet I think it was Dan Slott actually said it tweeted this morning like you know you got Moon Knight which means that someday you're going to get. There's going to be a Jack of Hearts series. There's going to be he like he named all. Oh, I'd really love obscure. a Jack of Hearts. They're bringing Jack of Hearts back. He just showed was, up in a. Which was my answer to it. Reply yeah. on on Twitter was I would love a Jack of Hearts. That that costume would look awesome on screen. Oh but, yeah. You know the point is, uh, you know th- that you're seeing everything. If you're a comics fan, you know Moon Knight, and I've seen yeah. And, but I wouldn't say. I, I'm just going to put my premise out here. I wouldn't say that it's a character that outside of comics is really well known. I think there's been some memes going around with some panels uh, where somebody rewrote the dialogue to be somewhat obscene. And I think I've seen people other than Steve Mix post that. But <laughs> but I, I don't think that he, he's really well known. And it's not necessarily that I want to talk about the obscurity. I think really, though, what I want to say is talk about is how we have reached the culmination of something that you and I realized, I don't know how many years, three years ago when Disney Plus was first, when Marvel Studios shows were first announced. Has it been three years or only two? I I think it's just two. Was it a decade? Because time (laughs) has become meaningless. That that when we we saw that, this is going to change everything that it's just going to be this seamless weaving in and out of television streaming service to the cinema to the point i mean obviously last last summer for reasons beyond the control of marvel studios we saw black widow on disney plus i mean i think you could have you were able to go to the theater but i certainly wasn't going to go then uh to to a theater to see it uh, see Black Widow, so it, it just became that it was uh, a movie became a a, a television experience. Yeah, and, well, we were we were just the other evening saying, "Wow, it's a long time between series," and I'm like going, "Man, it used to be years between movies." So, right, we're living in utopia, uh, and, and and we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're we're not appreciative, of course. Of course not. We got everything we wanted, and now we're like, is that is that all? Uh, because, but I, I do feel that you know it, that you've got the book of Boba Fett for Star Wars, and then okay, well, what's what's next with Marvel? I'm kind of I'm kind of jonesing after Hawkeye ended, and you know. So I let's go first into who Moon Knight is, and because you had a reaction. Uh, and that sounds like it was bad. No, that you well, had a positive reaction in the family, uh, or or you know, in the family uh, that Justin seemed excited. Your wife had actually been a fan of the character from the original run. Yeah, well, I mean, let's not forget Moon Knight 
was a spinoff. That oh, I know. It was originally in Werewolf by Night. Well, that's what I want to say. It's a throwaway uh, character. So it, it, a throwaway character in Werewolf by Night, who, by the way, Werewolf by Night is rumored to be the Jack Russell will be the lead in the uh, Marvel Halloween special. That's next, awesome. Next October. My first thought was, I sure wish that they could have introduced Moon Knight out of Werewolf by Night. So. Well, it is interesting because I remember the Blade series on TNT back in those uh-huh. days when you would have those shows, very few and far between. If that had gotten a, a season two, uh, it was on TNT, I think, originally. I think uh, right. In the pilot, they, you know, a character is talking to to a scientist and says... You know, uh, vampires, those aren't real. Next, you're going to tell me they're werewolves? And he says, well, my friend Mark Spector would have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they had implied Moon Knight would have appeared in, in Blade at some point if that had happened. Uh, so they're going reverse. You're right. Moon Knight is appearing first. But it's because... I would also say, despite an attempt to re, uh, revive the character of uh, to revive a werewolf by night in comics, there was a five issue uh, miniseries written by Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas uh, recently. I think within the last year, and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't Jack Russell, but it's not a character that's in people's minds, right? And certainly, as, it's hard to brand a werewolf. Uh, well, no, exactly. Even though I believe that uh, Doc Savage tried brand of a the, werewolf, yeah. brand of the werewolf. But but that is my favorite Stanley story that someone tried to a studio did want to option werewolf by night, and in a rare moment of of ethics, Stan said, "You can just make a werewolf make movie. Werewolf. You don't <laughs> have to pay pay us because all there is to this character is he's a werewolf by night, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like like all werewolves." So anyway, Moon Knight, they're reversing. We see we see him as Stephen Grant in a different role than I think the character of Stephen Grant normally is. And I realized that I had just said Mark Spector, but listen up, people. This is yep. because um, the man who is Moon Knight, also known as the Fist of Khonshu, uh, that that man is is Mark Spector, a mercenary who suffers from disassociative identity disorder. And I believe from the trailer, it looks like we're going to be introduced to one of the other identities first. I'm and pretty sure two, at Grant. least two in that At trailer. least two. At least two. That it's Stephen Grant, uh, who shares the name of an actual Marvel Comics writer, and I've never really researched how yes. that happened. <laughs> yes. And I've met Stephen Grant and said, you know, he does not seem like a billionaire, but Stephen Grant is more in the comics, kind of the traditional Bruce Wayne, He's as a lot Batman. of people compare Batman yeah. and Moon Knight, which is interesting that, of course, the Batman is coming out in the same month as Moon Knight is going to be on Disney+. And I think I'm going to want to watch Moon Knight more than I want to watch the Batman. But uh, we see that, we see that character, and then a phone call comes identifying him as Mark. So we know at least two personalities are there. What I also see, and I admit, I have not read the most two recent, well, I guess from 2012 forward revivals of Moon Knight that I think he has become more supernatural, perhaps, but certainly the wrapping of uh, the appearance of the costume, which I don't object to the way the costume looks, uh, but it, it does appear like it owes something to DC's most recent version of Ragman. Or the mummy. Or Well, well, yes, it's definitely meant to be mummified because he is revived by the Egyptian moon, god of the moon, Khonshu, right. in the temple of Khonshu. And so he is this avenger for justice, but from an Egyptian deity. Uh, and I'm trying to remember, but I think in that most recent uh, series, he did he was kind of wrapped in in gauzy stuff. I know that the hands. costume has changed since the yeah. original, which was much more, I mean, 70s style. It's interesting. I've, I've been having those kinds of conversations where you go, of course, if you're introducing this character in 2022, he's going to look and feel differently than he did in 1974. Right. Because you're rethinking, how does it work now? Well, that, in seventy in seventy four, he's in the typical Batman style. It's mm-hmm. all shiny fabric, and it, yeah. the difference is he's white because he wants people to see him coming. But mm-hmm. um, in the in the in this one, he's this cowl is much more stylized, and the glowing eyes are kind of 
bugging me a little bit, but yeah. but no, I suspect that they're playing up something supernatural to make yeah. him different from. They're still describing him as a street level hero, but right. the thing is, now that we know from, can we say this at this point in in January, uh, Spider Man Far From Home has reintroduced Matt Murdock into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether or not. It's exactly the same Matt Murdock. It's played by the same guy. It's got to be. Yeah. But I, I think so. I think they're going to they're gonna bring the, the Netflix series in. Um, but th- that you've got those street-level heroes. Because if you bring in Matt Murdock, if you bring in Daredevil, you've got to bring in Luke Cage. You, know, you really should bring in Jessica Jones. You can reboot Iron Fist if you want. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But, but I, I do think... You know that that that's they've got to do something that differentiates who Moon Knight is. Interestingly, of course, he is played by Oscar Isaac, who is also Spider Man twenty ninety nine and Into the Spider Verse. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, it, it it looked kind of cool. It's what is of curiosity now is how that actually fits. It's being introduced separately. In the series that we have had so far, everything else has been kind of a sequel series. We've seen, uh, let's begin with WandaVision, which I think was a brilliant way to introduce the concept of doing shows that we won't have a season two. Can I bring up one more Moon Knight thing before we move on? Sure, sure. There's one more character. There's one more character that we didn't mention, and that is Mr. Knight. And that that's he's recently Well, there's two more characters because I didn't mention Jake the cab driver either. Yeah, Jake Lockley, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm saying the trailer introduced these two. I suspect the others will be there. Yeah. You know, and what I'd rather – what I'd like to push people to is that if you are interested in what the trailer looks like, yeah, then, of course, the, you, there are recent comics that will help fill you in. And I think they're good reads. When I say they haven't – you know, that there have been all these revivals, it's because that's Marvel's business model right now. You do an arc – that book stops and then a few months later somebody else comes in and it's new a new issue number one. one it's a new issue number one i mean it's like of course my most beloved you know right now immortal hulk ended and now there's a book just called hulk uh with a completely different creative team in a completely different direction and a completely different conception of the character so you know that's their model they're just doing it everybody loves hulk but you know you're gonna have all these different series so you can go back at those, not sure where it fits in. You can go back to WandaVision as a direct sequel to the consequences of, of Avengers Endgame. Uh, you got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to lead directly into Captain America 4, but also played out as the consequences of Endgame. And then you have, let's see, am I missing it? Loki, uh, which of course comes out of, hmm, that also comes Loki. out of Endgame. Uh, you know, well, you know, it is somewhat of the consequence. So the variant is, is from something that happened in Endgame. And I, 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 I don't know if people are watching these without having watched at least that, those big event films, the Avengers movies. Uh, and then, well, we there's no reason they wouldn't be because they're watching, if they're watching on Disney plus, they have access to all those. Oh, things. and in fact, it will roll it in. It'll almost say like, if you miss this, I, yeah. I, I think that they Disney plus has figured out that I've already seen all the Avengers movies because now they tell me, you know, <laughs> do you want to watch Shang-Chi? Because I've only watched that theatrically. Would you like I, to watch Runaways? And I bought the, I bought the Blu-ray. So, you know, I'm not necessarily going to watch it on Disney plus. I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, I haven't watched Eternals yet on Disney Plus, though I saw it theatrically. And so then you, you most recently over over November and December, you had Hawkeye, which I thought was a, a brilliant series. But also both playing out of Endgame, but also setting up a new team. So this is where, where I'm going to say is that these is that these TV series are integrated, but also setting up new characters to become part of something i'm gonna stick to phase four right now because we really don't know i mean and if you're not familiar with this kevin feige the head of marvel studios does consider that that there are chunks of films and if you watch on disney plus they'll actually offer it to you this way as phase one phase two phase three phase three ended with endgame or actually i'm sorry spider-man phase three ended with yes spider-man far from home 
and then phase four began with WandaVision officially. So the next thing we will see, and this will be after Moon Knight, so I, I don't know if Moon Knight will have anything to do with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which clearly from the trailer, which you can see online, but you can also see at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, and as an end credit sequence, I found that really lazy, but that's okay because they don't listen to me. They don't care. But we do know that it plays out directly from both uh, No Way Home and from WandaVision. It also implies, and I don't know if this is the same character. Everybody's just kind of assuming that one of the antagonists in the Multiverse of Madness will be the Doctor Strange from What If. So you'd have to have watched What If. I forgot to mention that animated series that was kind right. of fun, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think you and I had fallen into – I watched your commentary on Facebook. We fell into the same thing of like each episode became – which I realized What If the comics did too was like, well, this isn't going to end well. So I got very disheartened by it until the last episode. Um, right. So, you know, it was hard to stick with that. Now, well, it was hard. It, it was it was presented as an anthology, so you expect those to be right. Have closure at the end, not be leading into something bigger, which which is what story beats do. So, yeah, we we were led to believe that these were individual stories that are actually I all I, I don't connected. I I think we are in a phase of pop culture storytelling where we aren't going to see a traditional anthology for a while. Yeah. I think people are going to try to tie it all together and make it all make sense, and that's dumb. And then, and then in a couple of years, maybe we'll see it revert to an anthology series being a true anthology. I, I, I hope so. Um, and, and again, I'll say right into editor at fanboyplanet.com, if you have a different opinion on that or a different example of a, of a recent anthology. In their, that, in their defense, though? When you saw all of it coming together in the last episode, there was an oh wow moment that oh, you re really couldn't have had without all the ducking and weaving. Artistically, be before it. I loved what if the fact that it that it moved like a like a, a Fleischer Brothers uh, <laughs> Superman cartoon. It really did. Watch the action again and think about it in those forties Superman yeah. cartoons. It's brilliant. I know one of the uh, animation the rotoscope, on that. rotoscope style kind of. It, it look it is and it isn't. There's a there's yeah. a specific because it's faster than humans normally move in action. You know, so it's it just I did love a lot about it. I just it it it, it came together well. I just lost a lot of energy for it in the middle. Uh, we're gonna get out of multiverse of madness. America Chavez, who uh, by you know we know as a teammate in comics with. Kate Bishop, who was introduced in Hawkeye, played by Haley Steinfeld. And um, someone else has pointed out, and I just realized I was reading through this, that reading through Marvel Unlimited comics, that Kate Bishop formed a new West Coast Avengers, and a key member of West Coast Avengers in at least two runs was Moon Knight. Uh, but America and Kate Bishop are also young Avengers, so... Yeah. You know, who, there's a lot of ways that they can go through with this. The only I think America Chavez was also was actually in two other groups, and I can't remember the. No, was she a champion as well? Um, maybe I I really can't remember, I, but I know that she has. There was. Um, She'd make sense I, as a member of the Exiles. If the like, Exiles yeah, Exiles the the alternate universe her, heroes. I think there have been two series like that. Yeah, because she is a multiversal case. She's from another universe, yeah. and uh, and I, I believe they're going to stick with that. But she stays in in this one with with other heroes, um, kind of in a way similar, and probably similar power with uh, Naomi from DC, which launched last week uh, on the CW. Really mm. good, really good pilot. So um, I've missed that. Oh, okay, yeah, catch it on the CW app. It's, yeah. It's interesting, and then we can talk about it. Uh, I don't know if we'll talk about it on the podcast, but you and I can talk about it. So uh, anyway, uh, after Multiverse of Madness, and I do want to say a lot of the plans of how things would interact did get delayed. Two terrible things happened to Phase 4, and and and, and honestly, it's not overdramatic to say uh, they were really, truly world-changing events, tragedies that 
uh, affected Marvel Studios as well, but it, they did. Uh, one of them affected everybody, and I'm talking about the pandemic. You had they had to push back in 2021. Uh, you didn't get, uh, or I think it was 2020 ended up with no Marvel movies because they couldn't release in time, uh, get, get it out of there. 2021, uh, they did black widow on Disney plus you got Shang-Chi and eternal Shang-Chi was the kind of testing the waters in September. Uh, Bob Chapek famously and infamously accidentally, I knew what he meant, but it still sounded pretty tone deaf was it was an experiment. And to see what would happen, and that offended uh, Simu Liu, the actor who played Shang-Chi, saying, we're not an experiment. You know, he interpreted it as being about an Asian uh, Asian character. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was really Bob Chapek. I oh, remember this. Bob Chapek is only always thinking about the money. It was, is, is it going to make money at the box office when yeah. people are afraid to go to a movie theater? They, they went. Uh, it didn't do as well as, good Lord, Spider-Man No Way Home. But, uh, you know, that that went well and then you got Eternals and then you got Spider-Man No Way Home. So some things were pushed back as a result and so it's hard to see the inter- the intertwining where I think the, the D- Disney plus Marvel Studios series had a better time of filming during pandemic um, or, or rather because they could be released on television and not on a uh, or rather, whatever they call it, the over-the-top service, a streaming service, rather than being depending on people going to a movie theater. So can that's I, changed. Can I Go ahead. Make make it. I'd like to introduce the idea that these series, um, as a longtime comic reader and a, a, someone who appreciates the stories like Matt Faction's story and for Hawkeye, I am loving series. I am looking forward to series more than I look forward to the movies. I think that's true. I, I, I agree with you. The only thing that I would like better, like I will pause to say with Hawkeye, the only issue I had with Hawkeye was it was great that Matt Fraction was made a producer. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Daniel Aha or Aja, who created the look and the tone, and even though color palette, and there were filler issues in the comics run that other people took in, uh, you know, did a, an issue here or there. David Aha Aja really defined what that run was. Yeah, and the title sequences very clearly mm-hmm. um, owed everything to what he had done, and so you know it he was not really given the other than a special thanks. And I, I think it's, it's like with the winter soldier Ed Brubaker, I think after making some noise, he got some little payment. I just think Marvel studios, Disney needs to do a little better at, I mean, this is nothing new, right? But at, at truly giving the create all of the creators who allowed this stuff to happen, their due. And, so that's that's uh, off my soapbox on that. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. after we get into the multiverse of madness, uh, we will likely get Thor: Love and Thunder this summer as well, which I don't think is tying in directly to anything. There will be some Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians. There will be Natalie Portman as as Thor from that run, where uh, Jane Foster picked up the hammer. Uh, although it will definitely definitely be a different reason why. Um, and then it rolls back into television with two things here. She Hulk, which allows them to keep the Hulk franchise alive. And I, I don't mean to be dismissive about this. This is strictly the on paper definition, right? It keeps the Hulk franchise alive. We know that Mark Ruffalo will be appearing as Bruce Banner, possibly as Hulk. Are you, are you as over the moon? Excited about the casting that about they Tatiana did. Maslany. Oh my she, god! I think she's going to be great. I, I yeah. think she's a great actor. What I, you know, just again from the behind the scenes, they can't actually call a project Hulk because then they owe Universal money because Universal has distribution rights. But if Hulk can appear anywhere, he just can't be in a movie that says Hulk. So I do think it's going to be more of a She-Hulk show. I, right. you know, but it is interesting. We've just seen, like you know, as I said. Hawkeye introducing the next generation and Hulk, uh, you know, and she Hulk will do the same thing. You've got a younger actor playing Tatiana Maslany, you know, by played by Tatiana Maslany, then moving 
that franchise to being carried by She-Hulk. And, you know, what is interesting that the, we're slowly phasing out those actors that quite literally, truthfully, painfully are becoming too old to be carrying those action films, right? So the next generation truly is being set up. And I am very excited by that as a, as a thought. And from that, also, after She-Hulk, we get Ms. Marvel, which we've already seen some trailer stuff from. You also pointed out to me, out of Hawkeye, there is an Echo spinoff series, but I don't think it's been scheduled. I think it's just been... That's a, in the future from... I, I think a title after card phase has four. just been yeah. flashed. Um, you know, so we, we get Ms. Marvel, who will roll directly into... In 2023, uh, what was originally Captain Marvel 2 and is now called The Marvels, which will feature, of course, uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, but also uh, Monica Rambeau, who was in WandaVision and got her powers and became Photon. Uh, I don't remember if they actually named her as a superhero. I think maybe they did say Photon in the very last episode. Um, I get confused because there's, there's the mother and the daughter. And it's they're the different eras. Okay. It's the daughter. Okay. The, the, uh, but yeah, it's Monica Rambeau who appeared as a, as a little girl in Captain Marvel because that took place in the nineties. Right. And right. now they're setting that up. And, and now she's set up and been given powers by the, by what do you call it? And it's not the hex. Yeah. The Scarlet Witch's hex. I yeah. created, uh, uh, triggered, the hex dome. Uh, create, triggered her powers. You know, which again is possibly an excuse to bring in X Men down the line because and they're really just Hex Men. Uh, Wanda triggers Jeez. mutants m- mutations. She used to be a she used to be a mutant until Fox made X Men movies, and then they decided she couldn't be a mutant because uh, reasons in comics. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so you're going to see that uh, Photon and Ms. Marvel, in addition to Captain Marvel, and now is called the Marvels. For 2022, we're still going to see Wakanda, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and that is the second great tragedy that I think changed the direction of Marvel Studios is Chadwick Boseman, who was definitely on track to be uh, take the mantle of uh, where, where Robert Downey Jr. had been as the center of of the the Marvel movies, the heart, yeah. the heart, and and I know I think by this point everybody's seen that that little footage that went around from California Adventure of the Dora Milaje uh, asking that that little girl. Oh, I tear up thinking about it. That yeah. little girl, what what her power was, which is love. And I can say this: I've been to California Adventure twice and watched this happen. People kind of like pay attention to the stunt shows that happen in the Doctor Strange magic show. Yeah. But when the Dora Milaje show up, that entire Avengers campus gets quiet. They are so convincing. And yeah, they are the ones that are totally in character. And But, but I want to speak that that's also to the respect and where those characters now hold a place in fans' hearts. I mean, it really is. It's just a hush. I watched the Hawkeye stunt show, which was just sad. Um, I, I can bluntly say that. It was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. <laughs> because Disney's not great at stunt shows in amusement parks. That's not what they're known for. But the Dora Milaje is a show. But it's also a show that reminds people of what heroism is. So it's a very important cornerstone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that is unfortunately it was somewhat knocked off track by by the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman, not just as Black Panther, not just as T'Challa. Yes. Because damn he was a good actor, but also a great human being. And I'm sorry if anything the last five years have proven us is we can't have too many great human beings and any the loss of one just hurts. Um, old or young. And uh, so it's now Wakanda forever. It is rumored that it will be that will introduce Riri Williams, who will be who is Ironheart, who is the heir to the Iron Man mantle in armor, and uh, self-made self-made Iron, self-made Iron, Iron Girl. Iron Girl, right? And they called her Ironheart. She will have her own series somewhere down the, the line in Disney Plus. Then we go back to TV. We get we get Ironheart, and we also get two. Things that are actually named after events, which I think is interesting because that becomes kind of a change that they're events, not characters. 
and that uh, that becomes we get secret invasion which who knows what's going to happen there i think characters will be introduced through that and, and well, we get in. we get tony we get uh pardon me we get uh uh nick fury back and we get um yes. Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Maria Hill back. Yeah. Yeah. Shield's definitely at the center of it. And what the heck is going on? Who knows? Because, you know, as far from home, Peter now knows that it was not Nick Fury. It was a Skrull who sent him to fight Mysterio uh, or to uh, be an assistant to Mysterio at first and then and ended up having to make him fight. And then we're going to get Armor Wars uh, with Don Cheadle as, as War Machine, uh, Jim, Jim Rhodes. And as you, you mentioned, I don't know if she's going to go for it, and I don't know that Marvel necessarily wants to because she might just think she's too linked to Robert Downey Jr., but it would be Gwyneth Paltrow as as, as Pepper Potts, a.k.a. Rescue. She has armor, although yeah, she did put it back on for Endgame. Yeah. She, she did. Yeah. Look, I'm going to say this. I know from interviews with her, she's not even sure that she did. So what movie she put that armor on, you know, so it's okay. I can be forgiven if the actual actor has no idea what movie she was in. You know, uh, that point about that point about, um, titles that don't have character names in them. Yeah. I think that's great. We, we've, we're getting it phase four. I mean, you could have end game could have been the name of Avengers Endgame because everyone calls it Endgame right now, but they wanted, you know, they've got the, the recognition need to have Avengers there. If you do things like that, if you had a, like, you could have um, Invasion of the Abomination, right? Mm-hmm. New Hulk movie. Right. Um, I, I don't, yeah. That's an interesting point. I mean, we know the Abomination is going to play a larger role. He's going to be in She-Hulk. Uh, he's huh. been confirmed. Tim Roth has been. He appeared in Shang-Chi out of the blue. Yeah. Um, he's clearly evolved from his appearance in The Incredible Hulk, the one with Ed Norton, um, same actor, but they've evolved the look of him. And I, I notice, uh, you know, in uh, in this most recent run of Hulk, although, of course, there are so few iconic Hulk antagonists that, of course, the abomination is going to be important again. He's important again. And, you know, I, I do have to think that's an, another point I would make is that the comics do a good job of making sure that there are comics out there that are dealing with characters that are about to become very important in, in the cinematic universe, but they're not doing the cinematic universe versions anymore. The last tie in they published was they did do a black widow prequel, but I think that was even before the pandemic. So that's been two years. They, it, the Eternals is important again in the Marvel universe but it's not the movie version. And, uh, you know, Kate Bishop is popping in and out of, of, of books as well. And that one's not so, so, so different, but is but they're not, again, they're not the movie versions. So uh, we'll, we'll see 2023, as I mentioned, you know, brings in the Marvels and we get guardians of the galaxy volume three, which also will include a guardians of the galaxy, Holiday special, Holiday special. <laughs> written and directed by James Gunn. Uh, then we get uh, Ant- back cinematically Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, which uh, is including Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, who was introduced on television or a version of him was introduced, played by Jonathan Majors in Loki. In all this, I don't know when Loki season two is supposed to happen, but that one I'm really anxious for. And then at the end, and then we will get a TV series about Wakanda, which is currently untitled. Because, like I said, I think they had plans, and they got derailed. And sure. So they they they're rethinking. They know it's it's important. They just don't know quite what they want to do with it. Although I think from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you just do a Dora Milaje yeah. uh, series, and there's so much you will can watch. find there. They're the we other tribes. Watch. Yes, they're 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 the Wakandan tribes that if they you do to. if you do the uh, white gorilla is that Mbaku? Yeah, yeah. I, I want that guy. Winston Duke is the actor. He was so charismatic. Yeah, I I want a show about him. I I you know or a movie about him. I don't know if that's what he wants, but uh, as an actor, or you do a Game of Thrones version of the, of the, all the Wakandan tribes. Okay, right? I'm 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 there with it. That's a good idea. There's going to be. Uh, 
a backstory, an animated I Am Groot series, but it is totally backstory. It's a Groot, baby Groot wandering um, before he hooks up with with Rocket. So, uh, but James Gunn is overseeing that as well. And then we get the key Fantastic Four. Yay. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to um, make all the blood rush from your head. <laughs> that rumor has it that in Doctor Strange, um, in the Multiverse of Madness, they have shot a scene which will include a Fantastic Four character before they become the Fantastic Four. Okay. So the the very strong rumor, and the thing is, ever since the day you said, Spider-Man's going to be the Avengers, and I said, no, there's no way that can happen, and then it <laughs> happened, I'm like, every damn rumor that crops up, it, it starts, it may be true. If that is true, they have kept an absolute perfect tight lid on it which i i you know I, I think the truth of the matter we've now learned from no uh, from uh no way home that i mean andrew garfield confessed this week that he even lied to emma stone his ex-fiance uh, <laughs> when she asked are you in it and he's no i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you know i mean they're freely lying and as i've said many times before i'm i'm good with that lie to me but now i don't trust anything and so <laughs> um They've kept a lid on who is cast. And I, I've heard rumor that it's John Krasinski as Reed Richards, but I don't think uh, that we should, you know, that's a huge grain of salt because what I haven't seen is any actual proof or idea that it's Reed that they're talking to that, that is in uh, the Multiverse of Madness. I also don't know that Reed is in it or that any Fantastic Four characters in it. It could be Doctor Doom, in which case I have no... You know, uh, Wakanda Forever certainly couldn't let Viria, couldn't it? And Doctor Doom could show up. But who's that? They're almost done with uh, film. Maybe they did finish filming Wakanda Forever. Um, it, it, I know they, they went back because uh, the actress who played Shuri injured herself on set, but she's gone back. They've gone back to filming. So. You know, it's possible there's a Latveria crossover, as many people have also hoped that there'd be an Atlantis crossover with uh, with Wakanda Forever. So, yeah, you know, that I, that, that would be good. I, I, I'm down with that. Um, you know, there is there is bad blood between Wakanda and Atlantis. Right. Right. So it's. Uh, yeah, we just don't know. Fantastic Four will close out phase four. I think Krasinski, I think, is the strong runner for it. I mean, he's. He's physically perfect. He's proven himself as a physical actor. Um, in a, I'm going well, to throw out one other candidate that I think is an out-of-the-box thinking but would work. Uh, and I've seen people toss this around. William Harper Grant, who was cheaty on The Good Place. Yeah. And I think... Uh, and, and then somebody pointed out, if you're going to multiverse, then you can bring Michael B. Jordan back as Johnny Storm and nobody will question it. And, you know, it's like, yeah. Or I, I would love that in Multiverse of Madness, if Chris Evans makes uh, a cameo, if that's the Fantastic Four adjacent one, that Chris yes. Evans shows up as Johnny Storm from the uh, from the Fox universe. That would be, yeah. I would die. I would, like, I, like right out of WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm there for that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah we're, we're having a lot of fun. And as you point there, point out, there's just, it's just, again, so much like we, we are so spoiled. You didn't even notice Naomi started Superman and Lois came back and, and I really, I, I don't want to uh, want to spoil Naomi takes attack in the beginning. That's really interesting, but is definitely in line with what was established with the comics and even though I, I say that like everybody knows Naomi, that's the other amazing thing is she had a six issue miniseries, which they called season one. She appeared in Brian Michael Bendis's Young Justice, and then she appeared. I think she's done it. Made some Justice League appearances. Yes, and was she part, has. And was part of the the uh, Infinite Black 
Black Knight. I, I don't remember what the heck that last crossover actually. Dark Knight's oh, okay. Metal, whatever. I right. you know that I, I read it. Oh, wow. I loved it. No, I, I know. Yeah. But I, I know. I, I know. I do feel so overwhelmed by all these crossovers, all these events. She's in the same Justice League as Black Adam. Okay, uh, but I haven't caught up on those, and so. Yeah. But I'm excited by her as a character. I love that miniseries, and the fact that then, like, scarcely three years later. She's got a TV show on the CW. Yeah. Is fantastic. It speaks to how good that character is. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Bendis is a producer. I, I'm going to throw out, just like I said about, about David Aja, um, David Walker, and uh, I think it's Jamal Scott. Um, I'm sorry that I'm blanking on the artist. Those two people, they're given thanks. Um, and it's right up in the title, it says it's in the opening credits. It does say, you know, based on characters created by, but they need producer credits too. Even executive producer, I know, which is just a, which is largely ceremonial, but give it to them because, I, you know, I love Bendis, and but there's a reason he brought David Walker in, yeah, and and, and David needs more love. Um, you know, I, but I, I'm thrilled by that, uh, by by that, and hoping for the now inevitable Superman and Lois and Naomi crossover. Uh, those oh, the wow. only they're the only two shows on the C, in the so-called Arrowverse uh, that I watch anymore. And you know, I, Stargirl. I don't count Stargirl as Arrowverse because that was established as another Earth. So okay. you know, yeah, uh, you know, and, and and I'll throw in, of course, you got to watch Peacemaker, but. but have okay. you watched Peacemaker yet? Oh yeah, I watched the first episode. It's it was uh, good fun. You didn't watch all three? Not yet. Okay. I'm I'm actually plowing through the last uh, of the, the last season of Expanse before yes. I yes. Okay. See, we are overwhelmed. Yeah, we are overwhelmed. But if you did not watch Peacemaker, it is. I mean, and this is a completely fair comparison. If trauma, I told my uh, one of my friends who's not a superhero fan. But he is a fan of Troma Studios. I said, if Troma Studios had $100 million to make a DC superhero, it would be Peacemaker. And, of course, James Gunn did get his start as with Troma Studios. So that's that's what it feels like. And, it's, and as you would expect with the James Gunn production, it's got an astounding soundtrack. Uh, I have been listening to that all weekend long. What was it? It dropped Thursday night. So we watched it Thursday. And yeah. I have just had it. It's been my playlist every day since. And so, hey, people, listen to it. When, when, when Peacemaker Wigwam, says, awesome. this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's awesome. Yes, there is a Spotify playlist, and I gave into that. See, now is there a social media? Should I have an account on Spotify for Fanboy Planet? See, is that does that count as social media? Do we communicate that way? I don't know. People, we've reached the end of what I wanted to say. Except, uh, you know, we did talk about you can you can read the comics, and and if we go full circle back to Moon Knight, there is a current series that just relaunched. Uh, I I think that this that the TV series is going to be leaning very heavily on. Uh, a reboot from Warren Ellis, uh, and I think Declan Shalvey was the most artist. recent. The most recent reboot. Yeah. No, I looked it up, dude. It's back to 2012. Oh, you think so? Okay, I, I'm going to do something right now. I've got uh, Marvel it, it, you, what we, <laughs> Unlimited because they dropped the they dropped the uh, was it was it Digital Comics Unlimited originally? Were they DCU and they realized that was no rude? no no they were never Digital Comics. Okay, I'm sorry. Marvel, Marvel okay, Unlimited. Warren Ellis. Warren, no, I remember there was a DCU involved early before it all merged into one, before Disney bought them. Um, Warren Ellis, Declan Shelby, I have number one right here, continue reading, and Jordi Belair, issue number one, March 5th, 2014. There have been two reboots since. Right. So, yeah, I can't remember who the, is it Karen Gillan writing it right now? Um, Because it's probably a recommended series for me. Let me just see. Moon Knight. Oh, no, this is 2016, 2018. Yeah. 27 issues, uh, Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood. And that's, that's what I'm not even of. The, Yeah, and that's not even the most recent. So, yeah, uh, uh, Ellis did two, did uh, 12 issues, and then they rebooted with uh, There was Jeff the one Lemire. where they introduced the new personalities, the additional new personalities. Yeah, so I'm not there yet. Uh, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to dive into Moon Knight tonight. And, uh, yeah, so uh, listen to those. Uh, uh, you can check those out, uh, and they are available. I've got a link 
to the first six issues on uh, Comixology because, uh, weirdly enough, though I'm sure the situation is going to change, I don't think they have a trade paperback of the Warren Ellis run uh, available in stores, but you might be able to find them in stores. But Amazon didn't have them in stock. They only probably have, shortly. They have yeah. They they only have Comixology. But I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, like the, the, the most recent paperbacks of like the Loki collection, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before I picked them up and they're, and they're kind of flimsy and I don't, you know, so I, I don't story wise or no, 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 manufacturing no, manufacturing wise. Okay. So, you know, I, I think there's, that's, that's another thing that's, that's come up as a result of the pandemic. Cause of course, you know, we've talked about paper shortages and, uh, so they may just be trying to cut corners in order to get things out there. So, I just say it, but you know, if this is your time, if you've been thinking about making the making the leap, and it certainly fits better on your iPad than on your bookshelf, um, you know, then Comicsology uh, or, or Kindle is the way it was the way to go. But anyway, so we we have that, and uh, yeah, so so that's that's this week's topic, and uh, so. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Certainly you can you can make comments on the Facebook page as well. I try to answer those as, as soon as I can. Uh, if your Facebook interface is working like my Facebook interface, uh, I may not be getting the notifications that you made a comment uh, for several days. So, so give me patience if you know patience that way. And of course, in any, any page on Fanboy Planet, you can sign up for a Discus account and comment below there too. I, I failed to mention that up top. And of course, uh, you know, like I said, you know, we are an Amazon affiliate. So if you do go to that Comicsology, that's owned by Amazon. So that may generate a small uh, bounty for for Fanboy Planet. Uh, any other books we talked about? Any other connections to uh, any of these series or or, or movies? Uh, if there's a comic and you purchase it through Amazon, uh, you know, we, we could get a small bounty, but again, we do encourage you to go to your local comic shop, uh, wherever you may be. And it's comicshoplocator.com will tell you if you do not know. So check that out. And, uh, and, and thank you, uh, for listening because I certainly, as, as I like to, to point out at the end of every episode, I know there's a lot of noise out there and we've been making noise ourselves for a long, long time. And so if you are here with us, I am very, very grateful and I would love to hear from you. So thank you for listening. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.